Hi, it's Dwyer. Today is Friday, June 18th, 2021. Gamblersadvisory.com, a free site. Bettingangle.us, a free site. Let's talk about the 154-pound battle between former IBF and WBA champion Jason Rosario and a guy who I think is among the most talented prospects in all of boxing, Erickson Lubin. But first remember, the opinion you should follow should be your own. Just consider this video to be a second opinion from a complete stranger online. Now before I start, let me make a few comments on the man who beat both, who is about to fight for the undisputed status of champion at 154 pounds, and that is Jamel Charlo. Let me just point out that Jamel Charlo right now has eclipsed his brother, at least for the time being. That's what happens when a guy beats quality opponents like these and then is poised to fight for the undisputed title. Let me also make a point here, and it's going to sound crazy. I know Erickson Lubin fought Jamel Charlo relatively early in his career, right? I know his trainer, Kevin Cunningham, thinks so. Cunningham wasn't part of the team then. But I thought Lubin was going to beat Charlo. And I have to give Jamel credit. It's kind of an interesting fight. It's a first-round KO. Lubin, who is one of the best in boxing in going to the body. This is a body puncher's body puncher. Is leaned over. He's leaning into the pocket in the first round. And Charlo throws a picture-perfect hook that hits Lubin's chin while he's leaning over. Lubin, if you look at the film, looks like he's unconscious before he hits the canvas. First round KO, we can call it a fluke KO, whatever. This is boxing. Knockouts matter, right? Lubin lost that fight definitively. I thought though, the better Jamel Charlo fight. In fact, this is Charlo at his best. Was his victory over Jason Rosario. Understand, Rosario had beaten J-Rock Williams. And Rosario is a guy who is very heavy-handed. He is two-handed. He's aggressive. He's front-foot heavy. He's crashing the pocket. He's high volume. He has a lot of energy, at least early in fights. He likes to flush opponents out of the pocket. What he wants to do is to stand in front of you. His shoulders are almost parallel to yours. And he wants to force you to back up as he's throwing hooks. He's also a guy who will hit what's open. So he's not a headhunter. This is a guy who will hit your body if it's open. Right? Very aggressive. Here's the problem. Here's why I think he loses this fight to Erickson Lubin. He's open for counters. 
he forgets about defense as he jumps in the pocket. So shrewd fighters who can take a step back and still throw a hook will plan the counter, will plan to hit him in the head after he throws that punch. You know he's not, Rosario's not going to come in and mix it up a lot, throw a lot of left hands, keep the right hand home. Right? No, you know he's going to eventually throw the right hand so you can line up a left hook opposite his right hand for counters. He's not defensively oriented. He stands too upright. Let's talk about a bigger problem. This is a guy who I suspect is weight drained. Right? He fought some fights at middleweight. Now he's down around 154, right? Folks, he's dropped and stopped by Jamel Charlo on a jab to the body. It's a good punch, but body punches shouldn't drop a guy and finish a guy like they finish Rosario, right? Rosario doesn't go down out of surprise that the punch was thrown. No, he goes down and he's badly hurt. That tells me that he is a guy who is hungry during fights, right? He's drained his weight to make weight. His body hasn't adjusted. He's vulnerable to body shots. He was stopped earlier in his career. The video's in my favorites folder here. I'll put a link in the YouTube description section of this video. He was stopped earlier in his career by Nathan Gallimore. And you're going to notice in that fight, he goes down off a body shot. Right? He gets up and continues, but he's badly hurt. He ends up getting dropped three times in the sixth round. Right? The thing with these guys who are weight deprived is you notice they start fast. Right? Rosario's best moments against Lubin are likely to be in the first four rounds. Right? He's aggressive. He starts fast. But then you notice in the middle of the fight, the guy fades tremendously. Right? Weight drain your body, and your body will start to pay you back. He's in his mid-twenties right now. You would think it wouldn't happen now, but it is to him, right? His body is just not that resilient. I'm telling you folks, off the Charlo fight, you knew when he hit the canvas, just the way he hit the canvas, that he could not continue that fight. The Gallimore fight, he's beating up Gallimore early in that fight. But you get to the sixth round and you knew Rosario had hit the proverbial wall, right? The challenge for an opponent is to get him out of the early rounds because then you're dealing with a guy who probably walks around. He says he's at weight right now for the Lubin fight, but I'm guessing his normal weight is really more in the 168 area. 
right? I view him like I view Errol Spence. Now, Spence is more skilled. Spence has a back foot. Spence has a pinpoint jab. He's more skilled than Rosario. But Spence, like Rosario, is a bigger guy squeezing himself into a smaller weight because he thinks it gives him an advantage. Right? Well, the problem is if you're fighting an opponent who doesn't yo-yo in weight, who's actually in shape, in my opinion, that opponent's going to have more stamina and later in the fight, more punch resistance. Understand, too, what makes Lubin special. He thinks about defense. So he's the guy hitting your body, but you notice when he hits your body, he has his head tucked. He's hard to find. This is as he is in the pocket hitting you. You notice, too, that Lubin is a guy who will throw a combination. And you'll notice as he throws the combination, it's really the second or third punch in the combination that Lubin is really targeting. Right? He's a thinking man's fighter. He looks for punch patterns. He'll create his own openings. I also like the fact that he's already had a car crash. Right? He came in on Jamel Charlo he was a young guy. He acted as if he owned the ring. He was over on Charlo's side of the ring. Wasn't really respectful of what Charlo had to offer. Right? This was the young guy who thought he was unbeatable, who thought he was a paradigm shift. Got drilled, got humiliated, got stopped in the first round. So I'm guessing now, that's Lubin's only loss. Now, as Lubin leads in the pocket, Lubin's even more conscientious of what could be coming back at him. Right? So, I view Lubin, who's had over 150 amateur fights, right? Who, according to the Showtime promotional videos for the fight, as a teenager, met people like Mike Tyson, Talked with Mike. Got advice from Mike. That's what happens when you're a young phenom. Right? Ryan Garcia right now. Young guy. He's hanging around Canelo. He's talking with boxing heavyweights. You get funding. You get attention. The older guys, the guys who've done a lot in the sport, they know who you are. They want to offer advice. That's the position Lubin was in. His fight against Charlo was in 2017. Lubin's only in his mid-twenties right now. Think about how early in his career he fought Jermel Charlo. Right? So this is the guy who was the phenom, who suffered a setback, who's worked his way back to the front of the line. He's the number one ranked contender with the WBC right now at 154 pounds. He's worked his way back to the front of the line, and now he's taking on a former champion who is going to come out and is going to be all guns blazing the first four rounds. Let me tell you how highly thought of Lubin is. 
Betting-wise, the fight's almost unbettable. Lubin is going off as a 3-1 to one favorite. Right? So you might like Lubin, but with these odds, you're thinking to yourself, do I like him that much? 3-1? to one? Right? Rosario's a plus 225. I'm telling you, Lubin's going to have problems against Rosario early in the fight. Because Rosario's going to come out all guns blazing. So the play I like here, because we're just looking for an edge. If you can pick Rosario for the first four rounds, first third of the fight, if you can get that, great. If you can't, all right, well, so it goes. I like Lubin. To get better odds than 3-1, to one, I'm going to pick Lubin, who has a boxer mode on him, who can box and win rounds that way. But I'm going to pick Lubin by stoppage. Why? Because I believe Rosario is weight-drained. Because I believe Rosario's body is going to betray him in the middle of the fight as it did in the Gallimore fight and in the Charlo fight. I believe both of those fights stop at the 6-8 to eight round area. Right? I get the feeling Lubin understands. He needs to make a statement here. I don't think the win's going to be enough. I get the feeling that Rosario is going to force him to throw big punches because Rosario can't fight backing up. Even when Rosario is badly hurt, he's trying to come forward. So since I expect Rosario to run out of gas in the middle of the fight, to need a second win, to force a possibly great body puncher, to hit him, to force a guy who throws combinations and who is a technician. In other words, Lubin is going to make a note during the fight of when different body parts on Rosario are unprotected. Right? He's going to be paying attention to Rosario's punch pattern. He's not going to put the car in fifth gear and think he's going to get on the highway. Rather, he's going to wait until he figures out his opponent. I believe by the fourth or fifth round, he'll have Rosario figured out. I believe Rosario has defensive lapses that he can't solve. Let me say this. I know Rosario just got a new trainer. Right? Apparently that trainer in the past had some relationship with Lubin. Right? So there's always that risk of, hey, do they have my playbook? But I really believe that defense is the kind of thing that you need to emphasize from day one. Right? I believe when young Floyd Mayweather or young Pernell Whitaker stepped into the gym, they were thinking defense. I don't think these guys picked it up in their mid-twenties. No, these are guys who, you know, say, okay, defense is part of the game. Michael Jordan, as dominant a scorer as Michael Jordan is, or was, you know that Michael Jordan, early in life, decided he was going to be a defensive standout. 
right? Ben Simmons didn't just become a defensive standout. You know, Ben Simmons, when he was young, understood, I can get an edge playing great defense. So, sure, Rosario has changed trainers. Sure, there's a lot of talk about Rosario uh, improving his defense. Good luck doing that against this level of opponent. So I expect, if I had one bet to make, if I had one bet to make, it would be on Lubin to win the fight. The casino's taken that away. Right? Three to one odds. Look, I like Lubin. I don't like him that much. So I'm going to gamble here. This is the gambling part of the internet. I'm going to take Lubin by stoppage. Right? I'll do it in a way where I get all the rounds. Then I'm going to have to leverage Rosario, right? Because I'm only getting a plus 225 if I take Rosario to win. I need better odds than that. So I'm going to take Rosario in the first four rounds of the fight. If the casino offers a prop, maybe I can make this easy. If the casino offers a prop that the fight doesn't go the distance, that's the way I'm going to play it. Right? The odds makers are savvy here in making Lubin a 3-1 to one favorite. Right? That almost makes the fight unbettable unless you can get KO props. Right? Rosario, to me, is going to have a shot at a KO in the first four rounds. He's that tough early in fights. Lubin, if he can survive those first four rounds, I think the fight is his. I don't want Lubin simply to win because I'm just not getting compensated enough. That's the way I see it. Let me hear from you. I hope you leave your comments in the comment section of this video. And what I'm going to do in the comment section of this video is I'm going to put links to some of the fights you need to look at, including... Jamel Charlo getting rid of Lubin on one punch in the first round in Lubin's biggest fight to date, right? As well as Charlo against Rosario, right? Charlo going to the body and taking out Rosario. Let me point out, too, that Jamel Charlo in both fights is throwing punches around mid-level. Right? Lubin's bent over around Charlo's waist when Charlo finishes him with a hook in the first round. What makes it interesting is Lubin looks like he's trying to cut off the ring. And Charlo is a guy who's episodic. So Charlo gets to back up, then step forward with the hook. With the Rosario fight, Charlo's just standing there. Rosario comes to him. Charlo then lowers his shoulder throws a, a straight left to the body, a left jab, a power jab. And Rosario's finished, folks. And I mean finished. Could not get up. People had to hop in the ring to tend to him. Right? To me, that could happen here against Lubin. That's how I see it. Let me hear from you. I hope you leave your comments in the comment section of this video. Thanks for stopping by.